Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ask the Experts, a daily series from 8.30 to 9 a.m. to help small businesses. Any questions in the comments or use the hashtag QBAT on Twitter. If you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. And there are accountants and business experts on hand 24-7 to answer all your questions. Um, during the live session, we'll be running a poll, so please do engage with that. And I will share the results with you in the end. And um, hi, my name is Sean Goldsmith, and I, I um, am a franchise expert. I run a company called The Special Advisor, um, and I'm a special advisor to franchisors, um, to franchisees, and generally get, get involved in uh, anything franchising. Um, now, if you think about franchising, most people will think about the names like McDonald's and Domino's Pizza and you know some of the big clothing brands, etc. But franchising in the UK is so much more than that. Franchising in the UK starts with dog walking, window cleaning, plumbers, um, you know, almost every single sector that you could possibly imagine um, there is a franchise in. So currently there's over 470, I believe, odd uh, franchise networks registered in the UK. Um, there are quite a few more um, that, are, that are still small and in their inf infancy growing. But, um, you know, over the past few months, the one thing that we have seen is that franchising has really, really shown its true colors in the sense that never before have I seen an industry, let alone franchising, come together the way the franchise community has um, during lockdown. It has been phenomenal to see, you know, some of the most incredible success stories, um, you know, taking a look at something like the care sector, you know, so um, I'm not sure if any, many of you guys know, but there are great numbers of care homes that are run by franchises um, and they've been going throughout this lockdown period. They've been out there on the front line, helping people in their homes, um, you know, to take care of themselves when they were at their most vulnerable. So there are a lot of stories out there. But again, <clears throat> you start looking at the comparisons between small businesses and franchises in terms of what do I do now? How do I pivot? How do I, how do I sort myself out? And when lockdown happened, the most extraordinary thing started happening. I'm just thinking about um, you know, companies like the Busy Lizzie uh, Kids Club where uh, you know, within 24 hours, they're taking their whole franchise you know, there must have been about 30 franchisees and they've pivoted that whole business, turned it to an online business um, and provided the services to their clients. And they weren't the, they weren't the, the only ones that managed to do that. Um, you know, we were talking to people in every single sector. Um, you know, we were looking at the restaurant sector. We were looking at, um, you know, the, the children's sector, even, even just, you know, areas like plumbing, etc., um, that were out there and they were just trying their very, very best to help. So another good example was um, a company called Cafe to You. Now, believe it or not, um, a lot of people may not have heard of Cafe to You, but they are the third largest uh, sort of coffee shop uh, in the country. So they um, uh, do it on a mobile basis. They have vans that go around to business parks, et cetera, and they, they kind of, um, you know, offer people their lunchtime snack and their good coffee, et cetera. Um, but they were out there, you know, on the front line too. Um, I still remember the, the stories um, about how they went and, you know, they were providing coffee and lunch to the frontline workers um, because they couldn't get into restaurants, etc. So, you know, the stories go on and on. Uh, we have seen competitors, direct competitors working hand in hand to try and figure out the, the problem. Um, myself and, a, a, you know, a really good friend of mine, Adam Lovelock, who runs a company called Coconut Creatives, uh, one of the largest advertising agencies in, in franchising. 
uh, we launched uh, what we called the Franchise Mastermind Group. Um, and that Franchise Mastermind Group, um, you know, we've, we've built a community in there that is, is absolutely awe-inspiring. We've probably got about 350-odd franchise networks that are currently actively involved in the group. Um, and you should see it. You know, when somebody has a problem, as I said before, even direct competitors are working really, really, really closely to solve those problems. And boy, have they. The children's sector has been talking about everything from, you know, how to social distance, how to prepare, how to get out there again, what the marketing is going to be. You know, all of those critical things that if you weren't in a franchise, you'd have to figure out yourself as a small business. Um, you know, the systems that have been put in place the sharing of even things like where do I get, um, you know, hand sanitizer in bulk? Um, you know, all of those questions have been been, been dealt with. Uh, we have had people from the fitness sector. So we've had uh, the CEOs and the MDs of the largest fitness groups um, in the country from Anytime Fitness, from Snap Fitness, uh, various others joining us and just talking about the challenges and what they are doing in the background to try and help the franchise community um, you know, get ready for this reintroduction into into the um, you know into the the new world. Um, so you know, very very exciting. It's been it's been devastating how badly sort of lockdown has affected many of the businesses. Um, you know, but it's also been just incredibly heartening to see how well the franchise industry has has been doing. Probably one of the most, you know, heartwarming sort of events throughout this lockdown has been the messages that have come from franchisees to the franchisors. And in the mastermind group, we actually had a number of these shared with us where the franchisees were writing into the franchisors just saying, I absolutely cannot believe how amazing you have been. Um, the support that the franchisors uh, provided in almost all cases was was incredible. So, you know, in many cases, what they did is they lowered their their royalties, you know, to try and help the help the franchisees save money. And then what they did is they doubled up the support. So I know these franchisors weren't sleeping. You know, those first three weeks or four weeks of of, of lockdown. They, they were on it, and I know they were on it because I was chatting to them at 2 in the morning and at 1 in the morning and, you know, all hours of the day just trying to figure out how to, how to basically rescue their franchisees. And I promise you, you know, as far as I'm concerned, franchisors are the masters of business. In fact, we call them the mob. Um, and the reason we, we feel that they are the masters of business is because not only are they building and developing their own small business, right, that has the challenges of any other small business, but what they're doing is they're taking on the responsibilities onto their own shoulders of helping hundreds of other people also launch their own small businesses and be successful. And, um, you know, if you're not in franchising, you don't quite fully comprehend the, the personal um, nature of that, that mission from a franchisor's point of view. And also, you know, how personally they take it when their franchisees aren't doing well. So it's been incredible. And the guys have worked so, so, so hard. And now, you know, it's actually actually coming through. So we've got a few questions coming up. And I'm, uh, the first question, let me just read it over here from Camille. I'm going to join a franchise program in a few months, which I'm super excited about. And I'm wondering if you have any advice what I should think about or do to be successful. Um, Camille, you know, if you spoke to 500,000 franchisors, um, the, the one thing that they would all say to you is trust the system, right? So I have seen um, over the past sort of 20 years in franchising, and I personally helped launch over a thousand franchise businesses. Um, the guys who are successful tend to be the guys who follow the system 
and follow through, right? They, they listen to the franchisor, they take all of their advice, and especially in your first year, really, really, really focus on, on, on that. The other thing that I'd say to you is, especially if you're joining a network, and I'm not sure which, what size network you're joining, but be the guy who is in contact with the support team all the time. You know, Make sure that you're contacting them, make sure that you're friends with them, make sure that you are the guy that they think of every single time that, you know, something cool or new is happening. Um, and if you are in close contact with your support team and you're supportive of them too, um, you know, they will pull out all of the stops for you. What you don't want to be is that franchisee who sits in the background, tries his own thing and, you know, kind of, you know, just tries to tries to be smarter than the system itself. Because honestly, that really, really doesn't work in, in the vast majority of cases. Um, Marie uh, uh, from Instagram, um, she has a question. What type of franchise ownership do you think is best for new franchisees? Um you know, in the current in the current climate, you know, you're obviously going to try and take a look at things where where you don't necessarily have to have a location. Um, but things are changing, right? Things are happening that are that are that are very very positive right now. Um, so, you know, anything from education, um, you know, if that's the kind of sector that you're looking at. Um, but what I definitely say is, you know, just try try and keep your overheads as as low as humanly possible. Wilhelm um, has got a question here from Facebook. What's the difference between the product distribution franchise and the business format format franchise business model? Um, I think the clue is in the name there, Wilhelm. You know, the business format franchise model is is all about giving you the format, the structure of running running the business, right? So um, you know, you can you can um, take a look. At, actually, probably one of the best places you can take a look for that is on the BFA website, the British Franchise Association website. And that should give you a nice, clear, concise um, sort of differentiator on that. So let's just take it through. Well, oh, lots of questions coming through. Um, how long do you recommend? Sorry, this is from Annika from Twitter. How long do you recommend a business should be successfully trading before thinking about franchising? And what do you recommend to think about before going down that route? So this is a really interesting question. And ironically, I actually asked this question a few uh, weeks ago on, on LinkedIn and also within our franchise mastermind. So um, generally speaking, some of the most successful franchises out there have uh, been trading for about 10 years, right? Um, and they, before they started franchising, but, you know, there are great success stories now coming through through COVID-19 and through the lockdown. Um, there's one business in particular that's just about to start franchising that is only about three or four months old. Um, and what they do is they do home deliveries, home cooked foods, deliveries, but they, the demand has been absolutely humongous. Um, they just can't keep up with it. Um, so, what I would recommend is speaking to a franchise expert. So I was uh, served on the board of the BFA and, um, you know, have worked with a number of uh, different franchises. So if you need some uh, advice or, you know, just guidance on who to speak to, feel free to contact me. But speak to somebody who's been around the block a few times. A franchise or especially an, ex uh, an experienced one should be able to tell you whether or not your concept is franchisable. Um, but it is one of those things where, you know, um, actually, if you, you know, uh, you could be in business for, you could launch your business as a franchise um, if you've got the right team behind you. All right, let's take a look over here. Um, yeah, so Valentine from Instagram, very good question. Um, morning, Sean, do you have any, um, do you know if there's any typical criteria that franchisors have when choosing a franchisee? Um, yes, um, you know, well, 
generally speaking, the most important thing uh, that a franchisor is looking for is are you the kind of person who is going to follow the system, right? Are you somebody who is likable? Um, you know, uh, generally, if you speak to franchisors, they'll say, you know, do I think I can go to the pub and have a drink with this person, um, you know, and uh, on a social basis. Um, but really, the teachability is the is one of the, the key criteria because, you know, where franchising falls flat is when you have a franchisee who comes in and then tries to change everything. Because in that period of, of disruption, while they're trying to change everything, you know, things can go horribly wrong where, you know, the franchisee directly next door um, who's just following the system and, and, and cracking on um, could be wildly successful, you know. So um, it's definitely worth, worth uh, bearing that in mind. Um, right. Lars from Facebook Messenger. Are there any sectors in the franchising world where it's easier to succeed as a franchisee or do you think it's best to choose a sector based on interest and knowledge? Lars, um, really, really good question too. Um, I don't think that there is a particular sector that is necessarily, um, you know, more more successful than others. I mean, you know, that's the, <clears throat> that being said, at the moment, the the care business um, is a sector that, you know, I mean, you know, now can put a little little stamp on their on their on their website saying, you know, pandemic uh, resistant. Uh, because they have been working throughout, you know, um, throughout this this period. But there's pros and cons to everything. So franchising, you know, what I always say to people is find find that thing that you're passionate about and that you really can kind of believe in. Because underlying the, the franchise model, the business um, that you have below that, right, the actual, um, you know, if you take a look at the spreadsheet, Quite often, the franchise, franchises are, are quite similar in terms of how much it costs up front, how much the royalties are going to be, how much you can, you can expect to, to earn over three years, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so, so if you are um, looking at a franchise, what I, would, what I would suggest is going and, you know, meeting a great many of them. Um, the other the other thing that I would say is, you know, although you might think that you there's a particular sector that you're interested in, go and look at, at at everything. You know, do a lot of research before you get into franchising because, you know, it can be a bit of a a bit of a shock to the system, especially when when you know you've got a franchisor and you know something that seems at first glance quite easy when you're looking at it from the outside. I would recommend that you spend some time, uh, you know, getting to know your franchisor. Spend some time if you can with the franchisees and. You know, I see this all the time where, where if somebody's about to buy a franchise, what they do is they, they call up um, the franchisees of, of um, you know, that particular network. Actually, go and visit them. Go and sit down with them. You know, look at them face to face and, uh, you know, try and spend, a, you know, go and do a whole day in the life of, you know, get in the van with them, get in the vehicle with them, go and quote with them if they'll allow it. Um, you know, so if you if you can take it to that extent, I would definitely uh, recommend doing that because um, you know it'll make a it'll make a huge big difference in in uh, you know how you perceive that industry um, how easily you'll actually make some money out of it um, you know and whether or not really it is a passion that you that you have versus a passion that you might think you have because you know some clever PR guys have written a nice article in the newspaper um, so that's that's definitely my recommendation and then the other thing that you definitely want to do because um, you know even if it is something that you love. You want to know who the people are that are going to be supporting you um, as an individual, right? This is a massive mistake that potential franchisees always make is that, 
you know, they spend all of their time getting to know the salesperson um, and they are being, being you know, shown the, the, all the potential of the business, which is quite right. It is absolutely right to do. But what you forget is that post-sale, quite often, you are being, being um, managed and, and guided by somebody different. So getting to know the, the head of support, getting to know the area managers, if at all possible, um, you know, is absolutely crucial. And, you know, they'll be able to give you information that you would never get in the front end of that, that sale for the franchise. Um, and they will also be the people who will give you the confidence, right, to be able to go ahead and actually make a success of that business because they're going to be the ones holding your hand, standing behind you and helping you in, you know, when things are going going bad and also, you know, giving you a pat on the back when, when you've done a great job. So um, I hope that answers your question. Uh, let's just take a look over here. Uh, Charlotte on Twitter, will the franchise all help me find a good location? Um, yes. I mean, it's within the franchisor's best interest to to kind of help you find the perfect location. Um, it's definitely worth listening to the franchisor. I've, I've, def I've seen many cases where the franchisors have made, made a recommendation and, um, you know, that recommendation wasn't taken. Um, and, um, you know, things start going south. Um, so I definitely work very closely with the franchisor. But it also makes a big difference in terms of what's, what um, sort of uh, franchise you're going with. Because, you know, some of the big food franchises um, have, you know, effectively run out of territories. So you kind of get what you get given, you know. Um, and if you don't like that, that particular area, um, you know, you... you you know, you kind of take it, you know, or leave it. Um, and also in the in the big, large um, sort of franchise networks, quite often what happens is you have this phenomenon where the where the large successful franchisees um, starts start buying up the less successful franchisees. Um, so you end up with a, with with a few franchisees who have huge um, sort of uh, multi-unit operations. And what tends to happen quite often, unless the franchisor is quite smart and quite strong about this is those big successful guys will quite often try and, um, you know, take first dibs on the on nice new territories. So new people coming in often have a situation where they have to kind of work twice as hard because their territory is not quite as, quite as good as, um, as it potentially could be. Um, I hope that answers your question. So Mattia from Twitter. Hi, Sean. Do you think the future of franchising will look – what do you think the future of franchising will look like? And do you see any industries doing especially well? Um, Mattia, I really do. I mean, you know, the, the, um, the, the world of franchising has been just phenomenal to watch, um, how it's been pivoting. So one of the, one of the most, um, sort of predominant changes or at least the notable changes that I've seen in the, in the franchising world, um, has been the rise of what they call dark kitchens. Now, for those of you guys who don't know what a dark kitchen is, it's basically a food concept worked on a delivery system, right? So um, now it, there's a lot of these things going on. So, you know, it's basically somebody somebody has a, you know, a restaurant and they, they sell Chinese food and Uber Eats comes along or Deliveroo or somebody like that that comes and, comes and delivers. But what's happening, which is really, really, really interesting, and um, there's, a, there's an amazing guy um, called Des Phoebe who's actually, um, you know, kind of spearheading these kind of ideas. Um, is current restaurants are splitting their kitchens. So you might walk into, um, you know, call it a burger joint, right, and sit down, you know, when, when you're allowed to, sit down and have your burger, not knowing that 
in the back, that kitchen is also preparing Chinese food, pizza, um, pasta, and all kinds of things. So out the front door, they've got this beautiful franchise concept, and it's a you know quick serve restaurant, and it's everything that you've known and liked and trusted over the last years. But out of the back, right, the Uber driver, Uber Eats guys, and the delivery guys are going in and out. Um, you know, and that's going to be a massive disruption uh, in the industry. Um, to the extent where we now see that, you know, even pubs and, and smaller sort of operations are creating these um, these dark kitchens and, and going out there and competing directly with some of the bigger brands, right, and very successfully so. Right, hope, that's, hope that answers the question. Uh, there are other uh, con uh, sectors that are also doing really, really well, but um, please just contact me afterwards. I'm sure my contact details will be in there, and I'd be more than happy to, to give you some advice on that. Um, yeah, so Mike from face on Facebook Mas Messenger. So Mike, I'm not 100% sure if you are talking from a franchisee or a franchisor point of view. Um, you know, a good education um, in franchising. The question is here, what would you say is a good education um, to have if I'm interested in the franchising world? If you're a franchisee, you know, the one company that I think does an absolutely phenomenal job um, at educating their franchisees is McDonald's. Um, in fact, McDonald's is, is you know, it's very, very difficult to find something wrong with McDonald's when you when you look at how they support and how they pivot and, and things. But, um, you know, from the point of view where, you know, if you want to buy a franchise, you've got to go and work in that business first. They won't even let you think about buying one of the franchises before working in the business. And you know, my recommendation, if you if you're looking at it from a franchisee point of view, and you have the capital, um, you know, I would just go and work with a franchise or spend some time interviewing franchisees, etc. From a from a franchisor point of view, if you're looking at franchising your business, um, so the the best sort of educational kind of um, options for you, you know, if you take a look at, uh, I don't know which country you're in, but if you're in, in, in the UK, the British Franchise Association runs a number of seminars. Um, you know, there's a bunch of uh, sort of programs running out there. We've just launched um, something called the, the Franchise Peer Boards, uh, which is an ongoing educational sort of process and support process for, for franchisors, um, you know, where we so, you know, we kind of believe that franchising isn't something that you can just learn, learn in a day or two or a week. You know, it's, it's something where you really, really need to be supported and, 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 and well looked after. <clears throat> so what we've created is these franchise peer boards um, where, where industry experts and also peers, you know, get together and we work together to make franchising successful, um, you know, which is, which is going to be, um, you know, really, really interesting and something that I'm really passionate about, helping the, helping the franchisors. So let's just see. Um, I think it's Leone from Twitter. Um, hi, Sean. Do I, how do I know if my business has what it takes to become a franchise operation? What would you say are the advantages and disadvantages of franchising a business? Any adv advice much appreciated? Um, you know, Leone, the, um, the advice that I'd give you over here is if your business is replicable, so if you are able to, um, you know, say, well, if I was not in this business, um, then, you know, I could teach somebody how to do it. And if they just followed my, my uh, guidance step by step, they would be successful. Because what I have done in my own business is I've gone and I've learned all the hard lessons, right? I have made all the wrong decisions. I've made all the right decisions. You know, I've tried all the marketing. I've tried this and I've tried that and the next thing. Um, you know, so your experience is something that should be able to give you a guide in terms of whether or not you think 
your business um, you know, could be replicable. Um, of course, the next thing you should do, and maybe even very early on, is come and speak to somebody like myself or any of the other consultants um, that are out there in the franchising industry, um, just to do a little bit of an assessment on your business, right? So to see whether or not you know, your business um, is, is suitable to give to somebody else to grow. Because quite often uh, what happens is, uh, you know, people, people overestimate what their, what their franchise is, is able to do or their business is able to do. And, um, you know, a, a franchising expert should be able to give you guidance on that really, really quickly. Now, the advantages and disadvantages. One of the big advantages of franchising is it is one of the most fulfilling, wonderful sectors in the world. So if you as a franchisor can, um, you know, effectively help somebody um, who potentially has just had an inheritance, somebody who's used their, you know, quite often their last savings, you know, to get into business, but they don't want to go and do it all by themselves because they know what the risks are, you know, and, uh, you know, in terms of risk, 97, 93%, 93.7% of all franchises are not only successful, but also profitable in year three, you know, which is almost the opposite of what you might find in, in, in you know, small business itself. But when you are that person who has helped somebody go from nothing to being able to take their family on holiday for the first time, uh, you know, finally pay off their house, all of those kind of things. You will never, ever feel such an intense feeling of self-satisfaction, you know, um, in, in any other industry, in my opinion. The downsides are, generally speaking, franchisors are heavily um, invested in their franchisees. Um, and when things don't go right, and quite often this is because of the foundations that are not, not correct right in the beginning, um, you know, when things don't go right, it is mentally quite taxing when you have somebody who comes to you and says, look, you know, this is not working and it's because your system is at fault, right? Because you didn't you didn't prepare me properly or you missold me or anything like that. Very rarely is that actually the truth. Um, you know, often is uh, it's just a matter of that person is going through some other stuff in their lives. But I'll tell you what, it can be it can be very, very, very difficult on you, um, you know, mentally. Um, and even, you know, we've seen loads of examples now within the um, sort of franchising world where, you know, this this um, this lockdown period has been very taxing on the franchisors. Um, and, you know, the um, what they have gone through um, has been huge because they've put everything on the line for their franchisees to try and make sure that their franchisees are okay. You know, and uh, for me, that's just been been amazing. So, you know, I suppose the other main advantage of the franchising world right now is you will be joining a very small and and uh, wonderful family. You know, so as a franchisor, um, I can now tell you that uh, you can very, very much uh, sort of depend on other franchise networks and other franchise founders um, supporting you and helping you and being very, very interested in, in uh, you know, what your business does and, and how, how successful you are. Anyway, so guys, I, I just want to do, um, sort of let you know. So we're just getting to the end of the, the time here. Um, uh, if there are any questions that I've missed, please feel free to contact me. We'll put the, the contact details in the, in the, um, in the comments. But um, yeah, just our poll results, right? So the results are in and we asked you, have you ever considered franchising your business? And 40% of you said yes and 60% of you no. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm, you know, I think that's brilliant because, um, you know, quite often it's not as high as 40%. Um, you know, franchising is a fantastic industry, but it's not very well known um, out there. So, you know, 40% of you guys are actually looking at franchising your business. 
then please make sure with whatever you do, try and get the right kind of advice, proper advice. Um, there's a lot of consultants out there that's, that's um, you know, really happily take your money. Um, but please, you know, contact myself or the British Franchise Association or any of those um, just to help you, you get there. Um, you know, if there are any questions, uh, please get in touch with QuickBooks uh, support or myself uh, or, or the support team on Facebook or with myself. Um, so you can reach me at Sean at the special advisor dot uh, com. That's S-E-A-N at the special advisor dot com. Or just visit my website, uh, you know, um, my franchise dot com. Um, so, you know, I'd be more than happy to chat to you guys. Um, and then coming up tomorrow is Iriona, who will be hosting her eighth live session of Ask the Expert. Iriona is, ma- is the managing director of Major Accounts, and she's been nominated for three awards for the Women in Accounting and Finance Awards 2020, which is very, very impressive. Uh, thank you for tuning in. It has been a lot of fun to answer all your questions. Um, please make sure to tune in tomorrow and have a great day, everybody.